It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. This will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. Last week, I finally finished writing my third book and turned it into my publisher. It was certainly a huge weight lifted from me as I've been working on and off on this for quite a while. This leads me to think about the topic of momentum. Now that this is done, what comes next? There's a real temptation to let up a little after doing something significant, but that is a big mistake. When you have momentum, that is the time to keep going. Having other huge projects and priorities will keep the flame burning. So once you have momentum going, keep working to build it. Your business growth will happen exponentially faster if you do. You will be so glad you did. And I want to highlight my sponsor, and it is Healthy Primate Stress Control Supplement. It is If you are stressed out and you want a solution that doesn't include medication, then get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement. It contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. Your satisfaction is guaranteed with 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Once again, that's screwstress.com. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest, my guest this week is Jeremy Slate. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Jeremy is the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which helps entrepreneurs live the lives they know they were meant to. He studied literature at Oxford University, specializes in using online social network to build online and offline relationships, and was ranked number one in iTunes, new and noteworthy. It was because of Jeremy's success in podcasting that he was able to accomplish 10,000 downloads of his podcast in the first month. After his success in podcasting, Jeremy and his wife founded Slate Media Productions, a done-for-you podcast service and PR firm servicing busy entrepreneurs and helping to get their message out. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And with all that in mind, here is my very special guest, Jeremy Ryan Slate. Jeremy, how are you today? Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. I am stoked to be here, man, and really excited to share some value with your audience. Fantastic. I'm really glad to hear you say that. So let's start with the question that I normally ask everyone, give us your backstory. How did you get going? What did you learn and overcome? How did you get from where you were to where you are now? Wow, this is, this could be a, a bit of a, a book here, Brian. Um, originally, uh, okay. my background is uh, I went to Seton Hall University and had a degree in world religions, studied literature at Oxford, um, and then got my master's um, in ancient history from Seton Hall as well. And I didn't get into the Ph.D. program I wanted to get into, so the original plan was to be a college professor, but it just didn't really work out that way for me. Um, I had always been in the background uh, working out pretty hardcore. I was a uh, personal trainer, competitive powerlifter, and since I didn't get the job I wanted out of college, I went into personal training. And I did that for 
oh gosh, a number of years until eventually uh, I was actually at the supermarket and ran into a uh, priest friend of mine and a private school that he used to work at was hiring. And in New Jersey, you don't need a teaching certificate to teach in uh, private school. So I was able to start teaching there. And, uh, you know, I was about 24, almost 25 years old when I started doing that. And it was a really, really different experience for me, Brian. Like I thought it was going to be everything I wanted it to be. Um, I was really great with working with people one-on-one with the mentorship. But when I got put in a classroom with 40 kids, it was tough, man. It was, it was tough. It was stressful. Um, and not to mention about a year into that, my mom had had a debilitating stroke where she lost her language skills. She lost her ability to move. Um, she can no longer work. So it was really, really tough for me. And, and it's funny because I like to say that's the second time life warned me. When I was 19 years old, I tore three major ligaments in my knee and had what should have been, a, oh. even, though it, even though that sounds bad, should have been what was a pretty easy surgery. Um, but the anesthesia didn't really go so well. I had uh, one lung overexpand, the other one collapse, and um, I spent three days on a breathing tube. The priest came in and gave me last rites, and then all of a sudden I just started breathing on my own, and the doctors couldn't really explain it. You have an experience wow. like that, and you should probably think, wow, man, I should do something pretty big and profound with my life, but instead I kept going on, on that same path. You know, I like to say I was living other people's dreams. You know, I was living my parents' dreams for me. My parents always wanted to be teachers. So I kept going on this. And then my mom had a stroke and that was kind of the second time life had warned me. And you kind of hear that. And I like to say, you don't get three shots and nothing really happened, man. I I struggled along for a little bit more. And about six months after her stroke, my wife was approached with a network marketing opportunity and I had never seen anything like it. I watched the, uh, presentation and I was expecting, you know, 60 days later to be making a hundred thousand dollars. Needless to say that that didn't happen. Um, and, uh, I quit my job because I thought I was going to be really safe in this space of, you know, all this money I was going to be making. And it was tough, man. So I went back into personal training to pay the bills in addition to this network marketing company. And I pushed along for another two years there and I was really good at it. But the problem was I couldn't get other people to do, you know, the lengths that I would go to. So it was really difficult for me and it eventually became, I guess, kind of a moral crux where I felt bad recruiting people into my business because I was worried about what would happen to them. Would they fail? Would they not do so well? And then last May, May 2015, I ended up going on a mission trip to Peru where um, we helped raise awareness for a lot of the issues with people here to raise money, but we also helped people with building housing and stuff like that for about a month. And it really gave me some time to think about life and it, it kind of pulled me out of my everyday situation. And I had decided I was going to quit network marketing and start a podcast. So I came back, didn't oh. quit network marketing, started a podcast it was called Rock Your Life, and it went on for about 60 days, and it was horrible because I tried to offer people advice that I didn't have. You know, I didn't really do the interview format, so I proceeded to show people I was the expert, and it didn't do very well at all. At about 60 days into that, I quit. And then later that year, so September of last year, if you're following along with how this is going, I ended up getting married. And I kind of made the decision, all right, man, you got to put on your big boy point pants. You, you just made a pretty big step in your life. So I made the decision I was going to quit network marketing, and I did. I also made the decision, you know what, I was going to give this podcast thing another shot, and I was going to do it right. And I took a 
course from uh, John Lee Dumas on how to do that. And I then got really good at podcasting. And that's how I was able to then do such a much better job. And that's how Create Your Own Life was born. Wow. That's that's really, really incredible. I mean, you, you've you been through an awful lot. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I had a, a life-threatening uh, illness a couple of years ago. And they were talking about putting me on a breathing tube. But it never happened, thankfully. But... I have the H1N1 swine flu virus. That was not fun. I don't recommend that at all, obviously. Right. But, uh, wow, that's that's crazy. Um, tell me about Oxford. How did that happen? Um, Seton Hall actually offered a scholarship program, which is really, really cool because I think that's otherwise something I wouldn't really have had the opportunity to do. So it was a three-month program where I got to get a literature certificate and got to actually go to New College, which is one of the most prestigious ones at Oxford. Um, I think most people don't realize about Oxford, too. It's not just one university. It's actually a collection of many, many colleges. Like there's probably, I think, like 13 or 14 colleges actually in Oxford. So Oxford is actually the name of the town. The university, there's a bunch of small universities like New College, Magdalen College. There's many schools in it. So it was really cool. And actually, I don't know how into literature you are, but I'm a big fan of a a writer that, that died about... 30, 40 years ago. His name's C.S. Lewis. He, he wrote a, a, a lot of really, really great books. And uh, while I was there, uh, one of our speakers was actually the guy that's in charge of C.S. Lewis's estate, a guy named Walter Hooper. And I oh. ended up talking to him for quite a bit, and he invited me back later in the semester to his uh, estate, which was actually Lewis's estate where he lived. And I had tea and got to see a lot of Lewis's artifacts and, um, got to, you know, he got, I got, got some autographed books. It was really, really cool. And funny as this is, um, he, he was explaining the difference between the way we speak in America and the way they speak in Britain. And he said that he asked Lewis one day to use the bathroom and Lewis was gone for like a half an hour. And he said, okay, you can use the bathroom now. He went into the, to the, to the, what we would call the bathroom, and he had a bath drawn for him. It's it's really just funny, you know, how the towel was laid oh. out, the tub was filled with water. So it, it was really interesting, though, to get to meet Mr. Hooper and really get to be him being an American living in England, kind of get that viewpoint on on how the culture is different, and really just, I guess, engulf myself in in what was C.S. Lewis, who was one of my favorite authors. Wow, that is really fantastic. What a great story that is. So let me ask you uh, real quick, because I, I did a little research. We've got less than two minutes to our first break. You mm-hmm. had an opportunity to pull an 80,000-pound Army tank for charity. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm actually a uh, fourth-degree member of the Knights of Columbus, and we have a fundraiser every year where we pull an Army tank for the Wounded Warrior Project. And um, I was about 170 pounds when I did this. They take a Army tank. It's an M1, and they put it on the back of a tractor-trailer totaling about 80,000 pounds, and the person with the lowest body weight that can pull it the 12 feet wins the contest. Um, I pulled it 12 feet in uh, under 10 seconds, but the problem was a woman that was 140 pounds pulled it that same 12 feet, so I lost. (laughs) Wow. That is crazy. Well, 80,000 pounds, I mean, that's it's hard to conceive of even moving that at all. Other well, you gotta get your, you gotta get really low to the ground because if you pick up on the bumper, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We are less than a minute away from our very first break. We're talking with Jeremy Ryan Slate. We will talk 
about some of the success principles that he has used and applied to create some success in his life. I want to ask him about the relationship between health and success because uh, Jeremy is very well in shape, and he was a personal trainer, as he mentioned just a little bit ago. There definitely is a correlation. We will explore that. We'll talk about success, mindset, taking responsibility, the importance of mentors, and a whole lot more. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. We will be right back shortly after the break. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. And we're going to be talking about all things related to success. We'll talk about his podcast here in a little while. But, Jeremy, first of all, I want to ask you, how do you define success? Success to me, Brian, is kind of getting yourself to a place that you can help other people. Because I think for me that was one of the biggest, you know, shifts I had to make in in my mindset was – thinking about, you know, it's not what other people can do for me. It's not that other people have to help me. It's not that other people have to give to me. It's that I have to give and come from it more in a place of, you know, abundance, right? Because I I think too many people come from a place of scarcity. And when you come from a place of abundance, 
you know, you're, you're really able to help other people. You know, one of the biggest things they tell you in an airplane, Brian, is you got to put the mask on yourself before you help the person next to you. And if I don't make myself successful, if I don't help to create abundance, I can't help anybody, man. You're not any good to anybody. And that, that's really, in my viewpoint, what success is. Yeah, I, I love that. And I completely agree. You, you can't give what you don't have yourself first. And I think mindset is a real foundational thing to all of that. Do you agree with that? Yeah, totally, man. Absolutely. You were a wrestler in high school. What kinds of lessons did you learn? I'm sure mindset certainly had a lot to do with that. Um, yeah, you know, mindset. I also learned, um, you know, I guess head down training. That's why a lot of time. what I mean by that is, you know, focus, right? When, when I get on a project, I just work hard at it and kind of block the outside world out. And that's one of the biggest things I learned from wrestling because it's like, though it's a team sport where the team wins by points, it's an individual sport, man. And that's why I saw a lot of my friends that were great athletes in other places, you know, come in and, and almost look pathetic on the wrestling mat because once it came down to they didn't have a group or a team to really work with and help them in that it was more difficult for them and you become kind of the only person you have to count on. And I, and I guess kind of being an only child, that was something that made a lot of sense to me. And I, I think that's, I'll be honest with you. I think it's why it's kind of become my crux to empower other people in a way I haven't been as good, good at that. And I've had to really work on that skill because, you know, everything I've done has been more of an individual sport in life. And it's once I've kind of learned to involve other people in what I'm doing, it's kind of changed the game. Yeah, absolutely. And so that that sort of does make a lot of sense because it is both a team and an individual sport all at once. But, you know, entrepreneurship definitely is a team sport, but really you are alone a lot of the time. So I think there are some parallels. You think so? Oh, yeah, I, to I totally agree, man, because, you know, there's there's certain things, especially when you're the visionary for your business, right? You have to put it all together. You have to figure out where it's going. You have to plan it out. And then you have to kind of find the people to go in that vision. And if you don't find the right people, man, you're, you're kind of doomed. So it, it's, it's an individual sport in the way that you're the guy planning. You're the guy putting it down. You're the guy maybe making the connections. But you have to find the correct people to kind of take over those roles. And that's where you have to be better at empowering people. And that's kind of in myself the skill set I've really had to work to improve was empowering other people. Yeah. Exactly. What do you see as the relationship between health? And, and success. You know, it's it's funny, Brian, because I, I actually was uh, talking to my friend Daniel Geffen about this pretty recently, and I, I think it's something that's happened more recently, and I guess we could say my generation and maybe generation before myself, but you know, you look at somebody like Warren Buffett, right? Dude's got a lot of money, and he's probably not that healthy. So I, I think it's only become a recent trend where we've started to pay more attention to our health, but if you want to look at I guess entrepreneurship as kind of the ultimate sport, right? Athletes need to take care of their bodies so they can perform better. And that's kind of where I think this generation has been powered by guys like Tim Ferriss, who's all about optimizing the body, optimizing the mind. You know, Dave Asprey, too. We're, we're trying to get ourselves in more of a place so we can perform better. And I think as a whole, that's going to be better for the entrepreneurial sphere and, and kind of create more of an ability to innovate, you know, not kind of thinking inside the box, but rather outside of it. So I, I, I think to be a better entrepreneur, it is more about handling your body. And I think we're going to see, you know, it's getting a lot more competitive with all the ability to do things digitally. And, and you're really going to need whatever edge that you can get to get ahead. Yeah, absolutely. 
do you find that there's a time of day where uh, working out works better for you? Well, there's there's two viewpoints on that. I, I, I've always been a competitive power lifter, so my heaviest lifts I can get up at 6 o'clock at night. I, I, need, I would need to work out later at night in order to get up a heavy lift. But in order to have a more productive work day, I need to work out at 6 o'clock in the morning. So what I've kind of found is – I sacrifice a little bit of that, you know, getting my best lift up because I, I, you know, I'm not working out for that anymore. I'm working out for, you know, having a better business and becoming a better entrepreneur. So I've had to really do it in the morning because it puts me in the right mindset and I've already accomplished something in the beginning of my day and it's put me in the right place to kind of perform better. So, you know, to, to answer your question, uh, succinctly to work out first thing in the morning puts me in a better place. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about taking personal responsibility for your results because it seems like we are in a time where a lot of people feel really entitled and they like to blame, you know, the weather, their family, Pokemon, whatever they feel like blaming for where <laughs> they are in life. But really, you are where you are because of the choices you make. When did you figure that out in your life? I figured that out actually uh, doing network marketing because I like to say that network marketing is the best crash course in business that you will ever do. Um, you know, it, it, I kind of realized that unless somebody picked up the phones being me, nothing would happen. Unless somebody was recruiting people, nothing would happen. Unless somebody was selling products, nothing would happen. So I think a lot of times we, we don't realize that we have to be fully responsible for our for our lives and our business. You know, one of the one of one of the things that Grant Cardone likes to say, and I, in the Ten X rule, he mentions that you know, if the power went out, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, the power went out. I couldn't have accomplished my task." And he goes, "Yeah, the power went out, man, but you should have had a generator. You need to take total responsibility for everything happening in your space. You know, because when it comes back to it, you are the only one." responsible for what happens in your business. And, and, and I think there's a lot of people that want to cry victim and it, it's all about going out there and making it happen yourself. And especially for what I've done, you know, with this podcast, it's been, you know, 10 months now and, and I've really created something from nothing. And, you know, I took big actions, man. I emailed a hundred people when I started it, I decided, you know what, I didn't know what I was doing. I'll take a course. So, it's it's all about deciding that if you want the best outcome, man, it's got to be it's got to come down to you because nobody's going to come to your house and do it for you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you talked about Grant Cardone's ten x rule. I really like that book myself. Obviously, mentors are extremely important. Who are some of your favorites? I know Grant Cardone certainly is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it would be Grant would be a big one. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of of who else. Um, I've always. Love Steve Weatherford. I don't know how much you know about Steve, but he, he's always he's a former Giants player, and he's kind of put a lot out there about you know taking care of your family and making time for your family because I think a, a lot of people, especially in entrepreneurship, man, we 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 make time for you know getting our business done and doing all those things, but we forget about our family, and that's really the yeah. big thing that Steve has inspired me with, and has actually made me put in the actions of you know what. I'm going to make sure I have breakfast with my wife in the morning. I'm going to make sure I plan to do stuff with her on the weekends because once you've grown apart, man, you can't fix that. It's really difficult to fix that. And that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that I learned from Steve is making time for your family because you can never get those moments back. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Steve Weatherford was a punter. So yeah, he, I, I know who that is. Absolutely. 
Let me ask you, we've got probably a couple minutes or so to our next break. How do you uh, overcome difficult situations in your life? Oh, gosh, man. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of different answers I could give to that, but I think it goes back to responsibility, right? You know, I, I look at a yeah. situation. I try to take myself emotionally out of the situation because I think sometimes we try to attach ourselves to the emotion and the outcome. And we have to really just look at the data and observe what's happening and then decide from there what we're going to do and take full responsibility for it. You know, you know, maybe I'm upset about a certain situation, but maybe that's just my reaction to it. And if I really pulled myself out of it and tried to look at it from somebody else's point of view, you know, I'm just maybe getting upset over something I shouldn't be. So dealing with difficult situations, I try to take as much emotion out of the situation as I can. So like a great example of that would be if I am super upset about something, I'll go for a walk. You know, I do different things in order to not feel like I'm in the pressure of the emotion in the situation because we make really crappy decisions when we're basing them on emotion, Brian. So I, I really try to, in order to deal with stressful situations the best, I try to take my self-created stress out of it and, and, you know, make more clean, precise decisions. Absolutely. And I think a lot of it has to do with being centered and being calm and remembering what your overall purpose is. I mean, some of the things that try and divert you in life really have nothing to do with your purpose at all. No, totally. And, and, and you have to, that's been one of the biggest things is maybe you see this too, is I get approached with a lot of different business opportunities, man. And you have to have your main purpose lined up, written down and understand where it's going because there's so many things that can pull you off of that. And that was the biggest thing that I've kind of implemented in what I'm doing now is, you know, when I first started into entrepreneurship, I used to kind of swing with the wind and you have to kind of stay in your goal and purpose because maybe these other purposes are good, but if they're just not yours, man, you're going to get lost. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's something very, very profound about staying on your course because there's so many people out there. Like, like you said, a lot of people approach you about uh, business opportunities. The same thing happens to me and you have to really evaluate, does this take me closer to what I want to do or does it not? And a lot of people will try to impose their agenda upon your day. And the people who are successful at avoiding letting other people do that are the ones that are the most focused. Does that sound reasonable? No, totally. And, and you know, something funny about it, like I had this happen this morning where I had somebody asking me for some of my contacts. You know, I, I, as funny as it is, my wife is the person I always go back to. I say, hey, honey, look at this. How would you respond to this so I don't sound like I'm being nasty? You have to sometimes get that exterior point of view to, does this line up with my purpose? And if not, how do I handle the communication so I don't come off like a jerk? Yeah, exactly. And when, and when I'm in front of a situation like that, I'll write it down and I'll look at it and I won't hit send until I am absolutely sure I don't sound like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because important, you man. Hit send, you cannot take it back. Absolutely. We are coming right up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. We will talk in the next segment about his podcast, Create Your Own Life. Please stay with us. Don't go away because there are going to be some real gold nuggets coming up right after the break. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate, and we're going to talk about his podcast called Create Your Own Life. So, Jeremy, what is your show about? Well, it's kind of interesting because you have to go back to where it came from. I mentioned that whole story about how I got here. Right after I quit my teaching job to uh, go full-time in network marketing, I had a conversation with my dad, and he said, you know, son, you can't just quit your job like that. I said, well, dad, I want to create my own life, and and that's something that stuck with me for a really long time. So what I've tried to do, Brian, is I've tried to look at high performers that have created life on their own terms, and I find that, you know, motivation is great, but there's a lot of people out there doing motivation, and I'll be I'll be quite frank with you. I like steps. I like action plans. I like how to do things. So I then took those people and tried to break them down on, okay, well, what did you do? Was there an inspiration? Was there a person? Was there, you know, some special storm that was happening, you know, to get you where you were? But what were you actually doing? And that's one of the biggest things that I did. And, and when I started, man, I, I started with a list of the top 100 people that I really was inspired by and really wanted to be like. And you'd be surprised. I think I've hit five of the top ten already. I've had a really great rate for meeting people on that list. And that, that's really the idea of why I started it. Yeah. And, you know, somebody encouraged me to put my wish list together about a year or so after I started. I had a wish list of maybe 50 people. And without even really trying, I've interviewed at least a dozen of them. Some of them just kind of came to me. I mean, my first one that was on my list that I got was Bob Berg. Uh, the go-giver, uh, endless referrals. Oh, I love I've Bob. He's a great for guy. Years. Bob is amazing. He's a great, great guest. He came to me because a PR firm contacted me. And it was our first contact, uh, the lady uh, emailed me and says, hey, I've listened to your show. I really like your show. Uh, 
I represent Bob Berg. Would you like to have Bob Berg on your show? I said, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on my show twice. Yeah, he's great. So let me ask you who some of your favorite guests are, because you've had some really uh, really good people as well. Well, well, first off, you know, shout out to Bob Berg. He was the second person to ever say, yes, I will do your podcast. <laughs> so I really, right. I really appreciate Bob for helping me get started. But people that have that I've had on my show, like I've had Hal Elrod, who I know has been on your show, Grant Cardone, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who else, Nathan Chan from Founder. Um, I, I've had some really, really amazing people that I thought were like absolutely unattainable. Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas. And when I started this, I thought these people were totally unreachable, but you got to think big and you're kind of, you're kind of really surprised with, you know, how big you're actually able to reach, you know? Yeah. And I've heard said by people who I respect, and I have found it to be true, sometimes the most successful people are the ones that are the most accessible. They don't create yeah. a ton of barriers to entry. And even if they do have an executive assistant or an admin helping them, people want to get their message out. I mean, some people will ask you a lot of questions, like, what are your demographics? How long have you been doing this? Who's your audience? I get all of that. Other people will just say yes, just because I don't care if I'm reaching only five people during this hour it makes a difference in somebody's life. So I, I love and appreciate that very, very much. How do you connect with people? You're going to find this funny, but um, I do only email. That's, that's pretty much it besides meeting people in person. Um, I met, I, I got to do a, a couple questions with Gary V on my show, though I haven't had an actual sit-down interview with him, but that was from a live event. Grant Cardone I happened to meet in New York City. Um, Steve Weatherford, I, I met at another event. So there's been some people I've met at events, but there's also been pretty much emailing has been the only line of communication that I've sent out. You know, I don't do any calling or anything like that. And I've just been, I guess, really good at finding the right people, offering as much help as possible. And then they've given me referrals of those other people that I really want to talk to. You know, the only, Hal Elrod was a guy I met from a, uh, referral from a good friend of mine. So it, it, you never know where it's going to be coming from. And I've emailing has been important, but referrals have also been super, super important because you know some of these people have very closed networks. So you really have to know the right people to get in. Exactly. I met Hal at a couple of different events several years ago, and when I started my show in 2012, he was the first one that I wanted to have on my show. And I emailed him, and he said yes. Hal was my first guest. Talk about coming out of the blocks fast. That was, I was forever, forever grateful for him uh, coming on my show. And he's now been on a second time. So that's wonderful. I do want to ask you, because sometimes people ask me this, what are some of the greatest lessons you've learned from the people who've been on your show? Gosh, I guess I would have to go back to the whole, you know, meaning and success, you know, because I think that's the biggest thing that I had to, when I started this, make a mindset shift from, coming from a place of what can you give me to what can I give. So that's really what I've learned from successful people. For the most part, you know, you're, there's some, some oddball cases here or there, but for the most part, they've gotten there because they've learned that coming from a place of abundance and helping other people is super, super important. I've also learned the value in really being your authentic self. Um, a mutual friend of ours, Calvin Wayman, um, who I met actually through being a podcast guest, had that had really had that effect on me because once I once I learned that People didn't want to hear this voice and this persona I had mocked up. They really wanted to hear me. It was a heck of a lot easier and a heck of a lot more fun to do this. Yeah, yeah. Calvin's been on my show. He's coming on again here sh shortly. 
the first time he was on, he didn't have his book done yet. We talked about Periscope. So that was a fun interview. And then we're going to talk about his book, Fish Out of Water, the second time he comes on. So, yeah, Calvin is a great, great cast. Let me ask you something, because uh, in terms of iTunes, when I started my show, I had no idea there was such a thing as new and noteworthy. So it wasn't a goal of mine. I, you can't shoot, shoot for a target that you doesn't know exists, that you don't know exists. So let me ask you, you got to number one on new and noteworthy. How did you do that? Um, well, first of all, because the first time around, um, I found out about it when I had that podcast that didn't really do so well. So then I planned for it the second time around. So I sent out that you're going to find this crazy, but I sent out my email list at the time was only like 200 people. So I sent that out. Then I went to all my personal emails and I sent out another 300, about 350 emails, uh, about 500 Facebook messages, another 750 text messages, uh, 2,700 LinkedIn messages. And then, you know, once I kind of ran out of people, Anybody I was with, I tried to get them to review my podcast because that was the whole thing is I was trying to write, drive in reviews and subscribes, and that's how I created the momentum to get myself in, taking as much action as humanly possible. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That, that certainly is a 10x strategy right there. I mean, Grant Cardone talks about uh, having 10x the goal that you normally would have and then taking 10x the action that you might normally take, and you got to do both. In order to yeah, man. It, that is really amazing. You had 10,000 downloads in your first month. Is that how it happened? That's how it happened, man, because you got to think about it. You know, I'm an unknown. Nobody knows who the heck I am. And, you know, your biggest problem is obscurity. So you got to make sure more people know you. And, and, you know, the best way is the people that already know you, you know? So that was like super, super important to do that, to get it out, to let people know what I was doing, to reach other people, to do whatever I had to do to get more people knowing what I was doing. And, you know, you're, oh, that's, and, and the problem with that is too, with a lot of podcasters is they stop applying that. I'm always applying that. And, you know, that's why I'm on your show. That's why I had two other interviews on shows that I was on today. I try to do as much publicity as I can writing for other publications. You need to constantly be telling people what, who you are and what you do, you know, in the most tasteful way possible. Absolutely fantastic, and, and you are absolutely right. And you, you have to do it without sounding spammy about it. You, you have to come yeah. from a place of uh, authenticity. Yeah, and, and that's one of the biggest things of why I'm doing um, why I'm why I'm doing why I'm trying to get into more publications as contributor. Because if I'm writing great content, if I'm really helping people with what I'm writing, it's going to bring back more stuff to my personal brand and my podcast as it is. You know, you need to be the yeah. most valuable person that you can be, and that's why I try to ask people before I'm on a show, how can I be valuable to your audience? Because I don't want to be just another person out here shouting my story. Right. Exactly. Now that you've brought up blogging, that is something that I wanted to bring up. Anyway, you are a featured writer in a couple of different places. You recently wrote an article about the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30 years old. You've got a lot of traction with that. And I know some of the people on that list and some of them have been on my show. So how did you get to write that article? And how did you pick your 30? Well, first of all, uh, shout out to Danny Flood, whose idea that article was. Um, I borrowed his idea. He had a article called The Top 30 Adventurers Under 30, since he's a location-independent business owner. And I said, Danny, do you mind if I steal your idea and do the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30? He goes, yeah, go for it, man. If I was under 30, you could put me on the list. But anyway, that's where the idea came from. And then I said, okay, well, how the heck am I going to do this? I had like five people that I had in mind that were really important, you know, Gallant Dill, Alex Morton, 
um, Hershey Hilado, Kyle Gray. So then I wrote a post on Facebook, said, hey, I'm going to do a post on the top 30 entrepreneurs under 30. I'm looking for nominations. I tagged all these people, you know, all those five people. And within minutes, people were tagging other people, you know, and we had like 60 nominations by the end of it. And I had actually just become friends with one of the editors at Influensive. And he then sent me a private message, said, hey, this thing's getting a lot of traction. Do you want to run it with us? So then I started working with them to figure out out of these 60 nominations, I got how many of them were legit because we got some business, some people that weren't quite there yet. So we had to really look at that. And then once I did that, I started individually contacting the people that were going to be on the list so to make sure I had their correct age. I had the approved photo that they liked. I had the correct data. And it happened fast, man. Like I know Forbes has a whole team that does this and it takes them months. We did it in like less than two weeks. Yeah, and I was so happy and grateful to be able to give you a couple of different ideas, and I think someday I'm going to write my own list. <laughs> and there are certainly some people that I have in mind that I would include on my list as well. We've got under two minutes to our final break. Can you believe how quickly this is going? This has just been so much fun. I love this. So I want to ask you one last question in terms of exposure and, and brand. How difficult is it to get on television? Because you've been doing that lately too. Um. I don't know how difficult it is because it kind of seemed to go really easy for me, and I'm told it's more difficult than it happened for me. Um, when I released my pot, well, when I hit 50,000 downloads of my podcast, my wife, who does all my PR, wrote a press release, sent it into a bunch of different publications, and here in New Jersey, one of the big regional papers is the Bergen Record, so it's a pretty big one for around here, and uh, the person who was. Uh, the producer for one of the bigger TV stations around here happened to read the article and was like, oh, wow, podcasting, that's interesting. And that's how I got on TV. I've heard from other people that they've offered to pay thousands of dollars to get on TV. So it was really easy for me. That's awesome. We are coming up against our last break. We're talking with Jeremy Ryan Slate about his podcast, Create Your Own Life, how he met some of the fantastic people he's had on his show, some of the great lessons he's learned, how he connects with people, and how he creates influence. We will talk in the final segment about his new company with his wife, Slate Media Productions, and how he will help you get exposure for what you are doing. We will come right back after the break. This is Successful Crowd Radio. Please stay with us. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. the Tokinet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's Marching Never Heard. I had a 
weird weekend relaxing and reading through mental floss when I came across these rip-roaring R-words. I recognized a few of them, such as the old 18th century Scottish word ramfeasled, which means fatigued or exhausted. A couple more great R-words are ruckatly tuckatly, meaning crumpled or gathered up and ruched. Ruched is commonly used today to describe a flattering blouse or a top. Rabbity is a 16th century word for an innocent fool. While Raffle Coppin is a rash, impetuous person. Or maybe just somebody that gets carried away with our words. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Jeremy Ryan Slate. And let's talk next, Jeremy, about your new company called Slate Media Productions. Tell us what you do with that. Well, what I kind of realized, Brian, is a lot of people that run podcasts don't quite understand how public relations works. And it was funny because the reason that I did is because my wife actually went to college for PR and works in PR. So she's kind of coached me on a lot of these different things. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting, really effective. And it's allowed me to have a different voice than some of the other people out there. So... I looked at, okay, well, who do I want to serve? And I've gotten to be friends with a lot of people that are busy executives. So what I did is I then surveyed around and I said, you know, would you pay for a service if I did a done-for-you podcast where all you had to do was show up and either do an interview or record an episode, and we did everything else, including, you know, the branding, putting it together, putting your website together, um, getting you on different shows to help promote it. And I was shocked how, you know, number one, how much people said they would pay for it, and number two that nobody said anything negative about it, you know, and we did, I think, 30 interviews or 30 uh, surveys to find out if this was going to work. So we were really excited. And the funny thing was we decided we were going to we were going to do this. And we had decided that the one uh, business person that's a friend of both mine and my wife that we wanted to ask and he happened to call her and say, hey, I want to pay you guys to do a podcast for me. And I was like, we were going to ask you about that. So like we got moving right away got our first client we already got a bunch of inquiries since so it's it's really exciting to find out you know what we really wanted to do is actually really needed and wanted and it's it's been fun because it gets allows me to work on my passion and it allows my wife to really work on her passion too which is really promoting people and helping them get their brand out there too yeah tell us about the importance of branding because that is such a big deal i think there are some misconceptions about what branding really is and what it really means well, the thing I'm going to say first of all is if the if your listeners don't know who David Breyer is, I would recommend they check him out, risingabovethenoise.com. Um, branding is super important because let's look at it this way. There are hundreds of people doing podcasts. What are going to make some what's going to make somebody interested in what you have to say in your specific um, what you have? And they have to understand, you know, is your color going to stand out? Is your um, lifestyle going to stand out? Is your portrayal, the way you talk, those are certain things that people know it's their own unique version of what they're getting out of you. And 
That's why I don't think people quite understand how important branding is. Um, Lewis Howe is a school of greatness. Um, I heard him on an interview once where he said that, you know, if somebody had a really good brand for a product he was working on, he would pay $20,000 or more because he knows that $20,000 would make him millions. And that's what I think people don't quite get is how important that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so important. I think some people just think if they take a picture of themselves doing something and slap a cute little meme on it or a, or a motivational quote, that that's branding. Well, it can if it's done really, really well and it represents who you really are and captures your essence. But it takes, it, I think it really does take a professional opinion to, to do it right. Would you agree with that? Yeah, man. I, I totally think so because the, the thing is, is it's even the difference in photography, right? Like the way I would take a photo versus a professional photographer, they're going to know the right angles, the right lighting, everything that you need to look correctly. Absolutely. Social media still is uh, fairly mysterious to some in terms of how do you monetize it. So talk to us about what are some of the do's and don'ts of creating exposure on social media. Um, well, one of the big things is, you know, first of all, don't be negative because especially on Facebook, there's the unfollow feature, which I use, um, a lot to get rid of people that are negative in my space. You know, the other thing is don't be selling unless you're running advertising on Facebook because people don't want to be sold all the time. And that's another reason they're going to block you out. You have to be really, really, really valuable, you know, talk about exciting things, lift other people up. And I, I think that's, not something that a lot of people have figured out, but for myself, it's kind of become second nature of how I know what social media wants. And that's why I'm able to generate as much exposure and as much interest as I have been through social media. You know, I owe a lot of what I'm doing and a lot of the exposure I've gotten to having mainly just Facebook. That's, that's really, and LinkedIn, that's what's done it for me. Yeah, that's great. I, I think LinkedIn can be very, very valuable. And I, I think there's, for me, there's still a little bit of a mystery around that. So, uh, yeah, but Facebook, absolutely. I see people uh, promoting on Facebook all the time. Some people doing it very, very well. Some people doing it perhaps entirely too much. <laughs> and other people not doing it so well. So there definitely uh, is uh, an art to that and perhaps a science as well. So let me ask you this. Uh, where, where can people find you if they want to talk to you about uh, your podcast or about your uh, branding or your media production company? Well, if they're interested in the business end of things, that's over at slatemediaproductions.com. And then everything else related to my personal brand is over at jeremyryanslate.com. That includes the podcast, that includes my blog posts, any of my uh, publications and such. Fantastic. Let me ask you about balancing work and play. You took a, a really awesome vacation recently to Ireland. How often do you get away and decompress, and how important is that to you? Once a month, we try to do something, and I think just because it's really important for you to have that family time. And, you know, we, we play hard, but we also work really hard. You know what I mean? Like, we work late hours a lot of times. But um, we just went to Ireland, and we're thinking about maybe a move there. I don't know because the corporate tax is only 12% where it's 40% at its highest here in the U.S. So, you know, maybe some wishful thinking. But I think it's really important to go experience the world because, you know, you, you get different viewpoints, right? You, you, you see different things going on. You know, I've, I've visited China. I got engaged in Greece. I traveled to Rome. I went to Peru. And I think all these different things 
really help you to experience the world and they help you to kind of gain more culture in your life, man. And they help you to be a better entrepreneur in that way. And one of the biggest things you just have to understand is when you're going to do these things, you have to have certain steps in place. So like I even had podcast episodes scheduled to release, the blog posts that went with them, the email that was even scheduled to the person to tell them that their episode was going live was scheduled, was scheduled by Boomerang. So I had something set up so that everything would run while I was gone. And here's the kicker, Brian. September 9th, I was in Ireland and had no Wi-Fi for three days. On the 12th, I logged on to see I had my highest day of downloads ever. That's awesome. That's incredible. Isn't, it, isn't automation just the best thing ever? If you use it properly, man, it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you, Jeremy, what bucket item list would you like to accomplish in the next 12 months, whether it's business or personal? I want to go skydiving, man. It looks so awesome. <laughs> I've done it twice. Have you? How is it? Yes. Long time ago. Long time ago, like 1999, 2000. I did it the first time because a friend of mine uh, and I were talking about it. And I finally looked at him. I said, we need to, like, plan this out. Plan a date. Pick a date right now because if we don't, we will never, ever do it. So we picked a date to do it. And we did. And while we were at the skydiving school, uh, they told us, that if you schedule again within 30 days, it's only 40 bucks the second time. I said, done, let's do it. And so it was just the two of us and the instructor the second time around. There were probably six, eight or, six or eight of us the first time, but it was a lot more private the second time around. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, jumping out of that plane and and not having the parachute release right away, it's not supposed to, but after you get, a, you know, it was a static line jump. So uh, at a certain point, the parachute release, I'll tell you what, the second time, it kind of was, uh, it was tangled up a little bit. And so I just pulled pulled the ropes and it spun me around 360 degrees and then I was fine. But I just, you have to trust your training. When something isn't going the way that you're supposed to have it go, trust your training. So, yes, it's fun. Uh, I, I do recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. What else do you think you'd like to do? Um, I want to hit. I want to hit more places in terms of travel. Um, I I've really, really, really um wanted to go to Germany. Um, I had my f- mother's side of the family is originally from Munich, so I think it'd just kind of be cool to go over there and see everything. Um, you know, Ireland was a big one for me. Um, I kind of tie everything to traveling, Brian. There's a lot of places I want to go yet, man. We have a long, long, long list of places we want to go. to the end who inspires and you gosh i guess i'd have to go back to grant cardone man because the guy does not stop he does not stop and you know what i want to be on his level and i'm going to work my butt off until you know i don't just get there but i pass it you know i want people to say you know i read jeremy slate's book or i heard his show right or you know i i saw him on tv i i want to be big man because you know what when you be big you can make a big impact. And that's what you really got to think about. I, I think too many times we tell kids to not be big, to not make too much money, to not, you know, be humble. And you know what, man? A lot of those people that are too that worry about being too humble, that worry about not making enough money, they never make it big and they can never affect the world. You know, look at somebody like Steve Jobs, man. He thought huge and he took big actions. And Apple made some huge changes, man. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely huge. 
less than two minutes to the end. Uh, if you could give advice to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Drop out of college. <laughs> That's a shocker. Because all I have is student. Why? All I have is student loan debt, man, and I don't use any of it. I, I enjoyed the learning portion because you know I loved ancient history and stuff like that, but. I could have just bought the books, man, because I didn't pay attention in class, though my grades were great because I was self-taught on a lot of the stuff. So for me, it, it wouldn't – doing what I'm doing now, I wouldn't have needed to go to college to do it, and I could have started a lot younger. There you go. There you go. One more time, how can we find you and get a hold of you and join your tribe, Jeremy? It's over at jeremyryanslate.com, and you can find everything there, my friend. That is fantastic. And as we get closer to the end, what is your last final thought that you'd like to share with us? My last final thing I'd like to share is to understand who's around you and what they want from you. Um, when I started network marketing, one of my best friends told me, I, 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 I'm not going to look at what you're doing, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to see you fail. That's kind of messed up, man, and all the hints were there all along. So you got to understand why, what, who people are around you and what they want from you because once you understand that, you can build a much better tribe and go much further in your success. Excellent advice. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for being on the show. It was a privilege to have you here, my friend. Thanks, Brian. I loved it, man, and I wish all your listeners the best. Awesome. Thank you so much. This is Success Profiles Radio. My guest this week was Jeremy Ryan Slate. His podcast is Create Your Own Life. Fantastic show. I've listened to it. It's really very much well worth your time. And his company, Slate Media Productions, if you are looking for promotion for your business, for your podcast, look him up. And until next week, have a great week, everyone. Come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview more amazingly successful people and learn how they succeeded. See you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Goodbye. For being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to